0: Hello, and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world, featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now.
1: I'm John C. Dvorak.
0: And I'm Andrew Horowitz.
1: And here it is, the 16th of January, 2024.
0: I don't mean to be picky or rude or anything like that, but I have a question that hopefully doesn't come across that way. When the show starts and the announcer says, columnist John C. Dvorak. Yeah. Is that still applicable?
1: Yeah, I still write that substack column. It comes out every so often.
0: But aren't you more of a... uh, A a esteemed podcaster?
1: I'm an esteemed something, but uh, we don't know what. I think it still applies.
0: It does apply. Well, it would be like, I guess, how about this? You're a doctor, and then you retire. You're still called doctor.
1: Or an ambassador? Yeah. Like Nikki Haley?
0: Yeah. Or or sometimes a president. Or a president, or something of that nature. Commodore?
1: Yeah, Commodore. I could call myself a colonel. Yeah. I actually have the paperwork uh, to be I, – I am a – technically, I'm on the list. I'm a Kentucky colonel.
0: A Kentucky colonel.
1: Yeah, that's – this. Is a, it's a, a uh, an award given out by the governor of Kentucky at any given time to various individuals who – I don't know why they give this award out, but I uh, gave a speech once in Kentucky – and I got wind of the fact that Stuart Elsop had somehow done the same similar speech and they awarded him a Kentucky colonel ship. And I said, well, yeah, well, part of my fee requires that I get a Kentucky uh-huh. colonel ship, not to be one upped mm-hmm. by Stuart. And uh, so I got one. Ah, perfect. So I could be called Colonel.
0: Colonel. Colonel Clink. Okay. <laughs> colonel Clink. Colonel Clink. I remember that show. That was a fun one. That was fun. Well, we have a lot of things to talk about. As usual, there's no shortage of interesting news out there. I mean, we're not going to talk politics because that's not what we do. But, of course, we did see a rousing uh, little uh, win over there in uh, the, the first uh, caucus. The caucus. It's a kind of a funny word. But the caucus, uh, the Iowa caucus, saw that uh, Donald Trump... Came out the leader, and uh, we also had some people drop off. Kind of interesting. So, we'll see what happens the next few weeks with this. If this is a one-off or it is a continuation and runaway that we're going to have once again a Biden and a uh, a Trump election, and then we have to decide: hmm, who's better for the economy, or who's going to wreck the economy, or who's going to help the economy, or who knows? I mean, last time everybody went into it with the idea that that Trump would. Kill the kill the market, right?
1: Well initially. Is that right? Initially, yeah. I thought that Trump had predicted the market get killed by Biden.
0: Yeah, that didn't work out so well. For a little while. Both of them had their moments. Well. We'll we'll see see what happens. We'll see if we get a Trump bump or a Trump slump if he comes in, and I don't know what rhymes with Biden, but it's it's probably not good.
1: Oh, he's hiding.
0: Yeah. Oh, hiding with Biden. Good one. Yeah, I like it. Well, we have big news. Apple loses the crown. We'll talk <laughs> about that. Pretty exciting. Again, it actually was a flip-flop. Uh, World Economic uh, Confab. We say the confab. You know, It's the confab. The World Economic Forum in Davos is happening right now, and they're once again picking on the rich people. It seems that there's never a shortage of a desire of... Uh, hootie-tootie, holier-than-thou, wealthy people, picking on other wealthy people.
1: Yeah, I find that <laughs> peculiar.
0: <laughs> That's what they do, right?
1: It's amazing.
0: Uh, the CES was uh, out there. We have uh, some of the best of CES one Gadget in particular we're going to talk about that uh, was seemingly the 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 crown leader, either that or it was a great marketing job to try to prove that they were. On a little throwback, but yet very advanced gadget that seems almost silly. We'll talk about that.
1: Well, I mean, you said this is the one you sent me the link to. Yeah. Uh, there was no coverage of this thing in the Bay, San Francisco Bay Area at all. Weird. I never right? heard of it until I saw this link. Yeah.
0: That's what I'm saying. Maybe it was just a big marketing scam.
1: I think it was, and if they did a good job, really good job. Not but, sure why they're using this.
0: Listen, you could of... you could make anything. I went. I was with somebody the other night, and they're like, "Hey." Do you know of any good Demsem places and dumplings around here? I'm like, well, to be honest with you, there's a couple. You got to travel a little bit over here if you want the the. the tra- this may not seem like a big deal to you, but down in Florida, you can't get good Chinese food to save your life. That so would make sense. It does, it, but it, it's weird. But dumplings are hard to find, but I found a couple of places you can get good dumplings and one or two that actually have the push carts.
1: Ah, that's what you want.
0: That's what you want. So I was talking to this person. They said, well, have you heard of this place? Called Serious Dumplings. I'm like, oh, I got to be honest with you. I got sucked in. They're on, they're on uh, social media. They do a great job of showing what the dumplings look like and how people are eating them. They look delicious, and uh, <laughs> this whole you know quick Instagram pop and stuff. You know, I went there. It was in a strip mall, a little store that had like four tables, and the dumplings were pretty much frozen, and then rehydrated. Well, that stinks. Uh, but everybody's talking about this place because they do such a great job, and God bless them. I mean, great. They do such a great job, just like what maybe happened here at uh, CES with this particular product.
1: That's a long, kind of a shaggy dog version of uh, explaining why this may just be a marketing, uh, Um, I don't want to call it a scam because I can't say that because it's not. Um, just a marketing push.
0: Yeah, exactly. EVs are getting some shade thrown at them. You ever hear that? People talk about you know, getting shade. You like that phrase?
1: It's kind of yeah, uh, no, not really, but it's I understand
0: it. Yep. Bitcoin ETF was approved last week. Lots of excitement with that, and then a big flopperuni.
1: Yeah, I saw that. It cracked me up.
0: Yeah, but but it's interesting because Ethereum is getting a big push now. So quick setup. For months and months and months, all we hear about is the Bitcoin ETF that's going to be hopefully approved. It's going to set a new stage for the the adoption of Bitcoin. They knew it from the beginning. It was only a matter of time. And now the price uh, expectations of Bitcoin, because of their limited supply, et cetera, et cetera, is, I don't know, you know, a million dollars a coin or something – you know, everybody's doing their crazy, crazy Bitcoin um outrageous price predictions. And,
1: and it said forty three thousand. Yeah, yeah, it went down it to forty one before the whole thing got passed. No, It was
0: forty seven. Now, now what's happening is it's starting to stir up well, if there's a Bitcoin ETF that's approved, probably Ethereum is next. Let's go Ethereum. Oh, that's
1: interesting. Yeah. Let's that's, that's go
0: it. Ethereum. You know? yeah,
1: I like that theory. <laughs> nice.
0: Full disclosure: I own a bunch of Ethereum. You do? Yep. I uh, I bought it uh, during probably 2020, and I said, uh, no matter what happens, I don't care what happens. Yeah, that's I'm not what, selling. That's
1: what ga- that's what you're supposed to do when you when you're gambling. You're supposed to never bet more than you can afford to lose. So yeah. you're basically telling me. That this is the Ethereum "quote unquote" investment uh-huh. is actually just a bet.
0: Yeah, it's a bet. I have, I think I put you know forty-five or fifty thousand dollars into it, and wow. I said, you know, just let it go, whatever happens.
1: Well, there goes our donations for the next few months.
0: No, no, because it's down a lot, and I need money. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but seriously, you know, I said that's it. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna touch it. Now that I will tell you, in full disclosure, there have been times that I'm like, you know what? What am I, an idiot? What? Well, who came up with this theory? This is not how I invest. This is not what I do. And why? Why in the world would I make this kind of commitment to this really th- crazy thing that I don't even believe in? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, there's been two or three times that I had to be talked off the t- talked off the ledge of almost selling.
1: Yeah. Well, now you know what the trend should look like because it just happened to Bitcoin. So. Right.
0: Yep. So I'm hoping, go Ethereum. I'm a believer now. <laughs> To the moon, to the moon. Pump and dump. Yeah. Uh, natural gas prices are on the move. Huge jump. We saw that cold weather come in and we saw some of the tankers through the Red Sea get uh, basically stuck because they can't go through and big problems. And we saw a gigantic move in, in natural gas. We'll talk about that. Uh, we saw three downgrades for Apple last week. And uh, then some further discussion over the weekend of how they're discounting their phones in China now.
1: Oh, beginning of the end. Well, actually, the beginning of the end already took place when they started closing their stores they and clo- closed their... Yep. They closed the flagship in Cupertino.
0: And, and, and that's that. That's crazy. That's like Disneyland closing Florida Disneyland.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You're going to close something, close something else.
0: There's mm-hmm. a bank earnings on Friday come out, as well as uh, on Monday. But we saw Bank of America, we saw Goldman Sachs today, we saw JP Morgan, City, Wells Fargo. Very mixed, but uh, some of them were disappointing him. Some of them were just like, okay, not great, but at least not as bad as we thought. That's how that, I think, I think to put that into its proper context with regard to what happened with bank earnings, if you kind of buzz through all the details of it, it was just like, okay, not terrible. Not great is fine. I mean that's all that's all we can say about it. And we have another stopgap bill to avert remember get avert you're always averting a government shutdown Avert <laughs>
1: you in you your favorite word yeah
0: averting a government shutdown. yeah actually you know I, I have all these favorite words and all these different things that happen with the Fed too right And this week just as a quick plug, my guest on The Disciplined Investor coming up for for this this coming weekend uh, is going to be Danielle DiMartino Booth, who is a Fed insider, and she wrote the book Fed Up, an insider's uh
1: – <laughs> Fed Up is a great title. Yeah, great
0: title. Fed Up, an insider's guide to – an insider's something to the – oh, here it is right here. Wait, wait, because I got this prepped in the studio. Let's see. It says, uh, insider's take on why the Federal Reserve is bad for America. So you've yeah. seen her. She's been all, anyway, she's she's always, I've had her on many times, and she's always very vocal, and we get into really good conversations about you know, what the Fed's doing and their whole scheme. So all right, let's get on with some of the stuff. Microsoft. Microsoft, big, big announcement. Bravo to the gang. It ended last week's uh trading session and followed through in this week's trading session because there was no Markets were closed on Monday due to Martin Luther King holiday. Uh and what didn't we used to have like George Washington's birthday and then somebody else's? And and then we it became then President's president. President we wrapped everybody into President's Day, but MLK still gets his own day, which is pretty cool. I like it.
1: I think gonna change it to George Floyd Day. You think no. You, I don't think Martin Luther King has got the right uh I think they're going to they're going to cancel him. You watch.
0: Who's going to cancel him?
1: I think the 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 liberals are going to cancel Martin Luther King.
0: The liberals are going to cancel Martin Luther King. Yeah. You would think it would be the conservatives, no?
1: No, no, the conservatives are happy no, with him. They don't cancel I him. I mean, they're not happy that this, this they may not like the holiday, but they're happy with him. They're not going to cancel him.
0: And why, why gonna, the why, are the, liberal, why? Are the liberals why I don't understand?
1: Because he's not reflective. Of his his theories. Oh. and is not reflective of today's need to you know to for equity and things like that. He was he was a, into equality. He wanted all the to be race neutral. So you you saw somebody you didn't look at their didn't think of them as a race. You wanted to know about their character. That's out.
0: Was he woke? No. No. See, there you go. That's what you're saying. He's not woke. Much. He wasn't woke. He was not woke, or not considered woke. Interesting.
1: So you watch. I'm, I'm predicting this within the next couple of years. He'll oh. be. Uh, it won't. Oh. It's not yet, but it's coming. You, mm. you Interesting. Count on it.
0: Microsoft. Well, uh, exactly this. Microsoft ended last week's and into today's trading session as the most valuable public trading company, surpassing Apple after briefly topping the Apple's uh, iPhone maker's cap market cap uh, last Thursday. But number one size, and this is this is not you know. Oh, Microsoft really came a long way. Remember something? Microsoft was the number one company for a while. I mean, there was other companies too. There was GE for a while. There was you know name yeah, all the Microsoft's ones.
1: been up there. It hasn't been
0: right a slouch. And then it and it fell back as Apple really charged ahead. And then Apple now uh, is 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 way behind. Apple shares dropped three percent last week. Uh, dropped another, I think, almost two percent today and two percent is a lot of money. take two percent times three trillion that's like 600 what is that? It's
1: a Six, lot of money a
0: lot, 60, 60 billion It's like the size of a, a small it's like Rhode Island's annual revenue for probably a lot more probably the last now. five years <laughs> you right So crazy now Apple also um, and, and again they were downgraded three times this week and they came out over the weekend with their price cuts, which is unusual. Apple usually doesn't do price cuts.
1: No, they don't they don't knuckle under to any of these ideas. Mm-hmm.
0: They don't discount at all. They also are not, they also decided not to sell. This is a throwback to a story we did a couple of weeks ago. They decided that the better way to go with regard to the lawsuit against them was to discontinue the use of the pulse oximeter in future watches. Right. Which was a really big thing. I mean, if I'm buying a watch and it does all this stuff, i like to have the pulse oximeter. Yeah, I would hope so.
1: You yeah,
0: know? It's like, uh, I'm, listen, I'd like to buy a watch that doesn't tell time, please. You know, one of these smart watches, you know? Or something like, I mean, it's just stupid. You know? So Apple's having a little, a little time in the shade here. Uh, they also said on Thursday that this is really a big thing. Vice President, former Vice President Al Gore, remember him? Oh, yeah. He's going to retire from the company's board next month after serving as a director since 2003. 20 years. How much money do you think he got paid for that? Lots. Bukus of money. Al Gore. That guy did well. You got to appreciate these guys. Really well, know
1: how to- He was definitely a. Um, yeah, he did well. He, Al Gore. He he- Don't
0: they call him Al Gore?
1: Al Gore. Yeah, he's a, when he was working for Kleiner Perkins.
0: I mean, they, these, they, they, I don't know if the new generation of uh, uh, of politicians really knew. Uh, can, are gonna They're be able not to as good as Al Gore. These guys were. I mean, he made in fact, things-
1: the guy was untouchable after he did the whole thing where he's a uh, uh, kind of molesting uh, uh, massage therapists, you know, dropping his hey, look at this kind of thing. Uh, I thought he'd get canceled. He, he was just canceled. Temporarily, and he's right back,
0: right back, because he's a good guy. Because he talks about global warming, he is the he created. He he wasn't well. Wasn't Al Gore created it? <laughs> wait, he did. He did. Did did? Wasn't it, was it Al Gore who also created the internet?
1: It's what he says. Yeah, he,
0: he created the internet, right?
1: Yeah,
0: that's what he says. This is a guy. This is a guy you want to know. Al Gore, creator of the internet and savior of the world against the global warming phenomena. Hmm. Um what else do we have? Let's see. Uh All right, let's talk about some of the wealth news that's going on right now. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. The wealth news Davos. Oh yeah, good old Davos. I, I think I see all the you know, I wake up in the morning, you can't uh, unfortunately well a couple of things. Have you watched CNBC lately? I watched it today. Did you notice the new ticker on the bottom of the screen?
1: Uh, I didn't notice that it was any different than usual.
0: So usually it was a, I think it was a blue line, a blue, blue area, a blue row and a white row to separate them. And stuff would pass by and tell you all the different things. And on the right hand side, there was a box, a, a rectangular box tall that would have like the Dow or the NASDAQ or whatever it was. And the time. By the way, give me the time. Now you can't find the time anywhere. The stuff that they have floating on the bottom is a mess. It's gigantic and it's out of synchronization. It truly is out of sync. So, for example, there was three things that you would look at when you looked at pre market numbers one, the actual futures level. So, let's just take the um, Dow Jones Industrial Average. Let's say the futures were down 100 points, okay? Then you'd have something called a fair value calculation, and it was either a positive or a negative number. Then you'd add or subtract that, and you'd get your implied open of the Dow Jones Industrials Futures, okay? So if you think about that, it's kind of like three distinct boxes. Got that? Okay. They line up next to each other so you can kind of read across or up and down. Now they have these big boxes, and they'll have like Dow Jones Futures and this really small print of what they're up or down, and then they'll have the... Fair value, and then they'll have oil on the third little box. Then the other two will, like, flip and roll, and all of a sudden, the maybe the Dow Jones futures implied value will turn up on the right. I, I don't even understand. It's so stupid. It's horrible.
1: Well, now I'm going to have to look it over.
0: Horrible. It's definitely uh,
1: more artsy. Well, got a new guy. What happens is, well, it depends on the show. I'm sure they're not the same from show to show, but maybe it is. They get some new guy in there, a shot. And he's a producer and he's just got in there, just got hired. And he instead of just relaxing for a little while and seeing how things are done, has to change things right away. Oh yeah. Very common in television. So he's gonna change stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna change it to this. I think we should do it this way. Okay, boss.
0: It's honestly terrible. It's it, it's it's unusable. I used to like, and as people would say, Well, what do you do with CNBC? I'm like, listen, just leave it on the background. Don't have to have the 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 volume up and you'll get good information now that whole theory shot to hell yeah. so anyway in davos the reason i brought this up is because they were they're they're coming to you from davos with all of the very important elite <sighs> the elite oh yo let them eat stimulus you know the world's five richest men now they're all upset about it the five richest men have more than doubled their vast wealth since 2020, this new Oxfam report says, and the charity calls a uh, calls for curbs on corporate power because it's a problem. This report that the Oxfam put out, he said, uh, the, the 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 CEO of Tesla Elon Musk, of course, LVMH, Bernard Arnault, uh, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, Oracle founder Larry Ellison. That Larry, I got to tell you, he's been in the background of all of this, but just breaking it in, you know?
1: Oh yeah, he's a smart guy.
0: Just hanging out in the back doing what he's doing. Uh and Warren Buffett, they've jumped from 400 collectively, 405 billion dollars in March of 2020 to 869 billion in November of 2023.
1: Sounds like a bubble to me. It's
0: unbelievable, right? Yeah. $869. $169 billion. I'm sure one day we'll look at this and go like, oh, yeah, they were saying it was worth $20 million, and boy, you know, look at that. That's like nothing, you know? I got to tell you, the way, if you just stop for a second, John, and just just for a moment, and you look back five years, you look at some of these numbers that we're looking at, like, for example, the value of your home doubling or more in five years or six years, that's... Kind of unheard of. That's kind of ridiculous too. But it happened. Yeah. And this kind of move that we're seeing with the 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 value of some it is very I, I don't I don't mean to sound, you know, like like uh that it's first of all, you don't pay- sound
1: like a communist.
0: Yeah, but it is a little lopsided. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's good or bad, it is factually lopsided.
1: Yeah, I, it is. It obviously is.
0: So I don't know what they're going to try to do about it, but... Um, you can't do anything about it. Now, seven of the world's 10 biggest companies have a billionaire as their CEO or main shareholder, the report found. I don't know what the importance of that is. The world's richest 1% of the people own 43% of global financial assets, according to the research, such as publicly listed instruments like stocks and bonds, along with stakes in privately held companies. Now, they said if the current trend continues, the world will have its first trillionaire within a decade, but poverty won't be eradicated for another 229 years.
1: Yeah, this is a a bullcrap calculation based on what? A short-term trend where all these things got jacked up or like the six-year period where the housing prices went up. So you take and you extrapolate from that and you come up with this bullcrap. It's not going to be a trillionaire. Within our lifetimes. yeah,
0: I mean, but, but, I mean, they're not that far away, but yeah, I, I would agree. far that, away. Well, if they are a trillionaire, all of us come up also because the debasement of our currency has gone on for so long.
1: Well, that, that would, that's eventually going to happen. True. Because our, the, the you know, the kind of the way the inflation kind of eats away at the value of the dollar. People used to get paid a nickel an hour. I mean, if you want to go back far enough. But, um. It's still not the trillionaire thing's not happening with anybody who's listening to this show, you will not see it.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Even if you're listening to this uh in a far off place down the road, because it, you know, it will have value and even in 20 years from now, it's still not gonna happen.
1: And whose fault is it that poverty won't be eradicated? Oxfam says.
0: It's it's, it's Warren Buffett. His fault. Is it his
1: fault because he's not doling out enough money?
0: He's not giving away his entire fortune like he is. I don't know what the point of it is. Is it the point to shame
1: the rich or the, the, we'll call them hyper rich? You know, I guess what happened was Bezos, Ellison, Buffett, one of them didn't pick up a tab.
0: It pissed off somebody. But these are the only thing
1: I can think of. But these
0: things are also very much, I think, centered around election cycles. To to get people all pissed off. You know, this could oh, yeah. right. <laughs>
1: well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, this probably just could be bull. Yeah.
0: What this that does is it rouses the people that aren't making it. oh, it's not fair. You know, I'm gonna bring power back to the people. These elite that are making all this money on the on on our backs when I'm here slaving away on a hot stove for $14 an hour. And after taxes, I'm only getting 12. And and, and and all that 12 goes to my rent. I have no more money left over. You know, that kind of thing.
1: What's interesting to me about this is that these guys who uh, net worth went from $405 billion to over 800 more than doubled. It's hard to double. Um, and that's in a very short period of time. Large swaths of money. You can yeah. double penny stocks. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get your money, you can get up to a certain point. And then once you get to us, I don't know, Yeah, I would even place it as low as $100,000 to double that. Is it harder than it is to double, you know, a small investment in a penny stock? Because penny stocks yeah. bounce around a lot. Yep. So to double billions is really weird to me.
0: I'm still wondering if when we talk about Jeff Bezos' money and his richness, he gave half his money to his ex-wife
1: yeah yeah he said a disadvantage right there Gates lost a lot of his money too he's a lot of his net worth
0: I forgot that's right Gates got uh that was that was uh well the theory was the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing right
1: well that's yeah his wife was not buying any of his excuses for hanging out with that guy
0: yep he's a good guy he taught me a lot we uh we talked we talked about, <laughs> talk about sports yeah
1: we know what happened.
0: Even more Davos, the global economy faces a year of subdued growth prospects and uncertainty. That's what they say, stemming from geopolitical This is so—I'm like, like, oh, really? This is what—is are, are, it as simple as giving—walking in with the most obvious thing to say and just repeating it on television for Davos? Is that what they do? Yeah,
1: that's all they do, of course.
0: It's not like there's anything like, oh— I never thought of that.
1: There's no breaking news. <laughs> there's
0: nothing at all. It's like, oh, that that's interesting. No, it's not.
1: The uh the yeah, It's already written up <laughs> in the last issue of Barons.
0: Yeah, there's a survey of 60 plus economists that 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 they do each year at the World Economic Forum in the Swiss Alps of Davos. And um some 56% of the survey expected overall global economic conditions to weaken this year which means that 44% expected it either to hold or gain. Yeah. Okay. So with it's, a, high, it's so a wash, because, as, as far, far as I'm better,
1: concerned. They don't know what they're talking about. Not only
0: do they don't know what they're talking about, listen to this. 56% expect overall economic conditions to weaken this year with a high degree of regional divergence. You don't say. <laughs> so in other words, if you just say that, you can't be wrong. Because if it's regional divergence, some area does a lot better. Like Japan's doing unbelievably well, almost frighteningly well, their their stock market recently. Short squeezes, low interest rates. The the, the Bank of Japan is not moving from their ultra, ultra um, dovish stance on-, on Yeah, they've on,
1: been that way for a long time. It's,
0: it's, it's unbelievable, even considering- And, and they just got a, a, another- Inflation report yesterday that was very subdued. So that's pretty interesting. Well, the outlook from uh, South Asia and Southeast Asia and the Pacific is more positive, with very high majorities expecting at least moderate growth in two thousand growth in two thousand and twenty-four. Uh, but seventy percent of those surveyed, like again, I don't think this matters to anyone except for the people maybe surveyed that they oh I was a survey. Um, See, financial conditions loosening, like looking for more rate cuts and stimulus as inflation slows. I think you do. I think I think the best thing you could do with the information from Davos is absorb it, understand it and do the exact opposite. I, I think they have a very poor track record. It's a strategy. Very, very poor. Now, the European Central Bank is out. Uh, You know, everybody's been talking about, well, we got all these rate cuts coming. Six or so rate cuts into 2024 and maybe even into the first part of 2025, which means an active campaign of rate cuts will start happening in March, which seems to me to be a little bit aggressive. But that's what we think. Now, one of the Fed guys came out today and kind of put a little bit of cold water on that whole deal. Waller was out saying, hey, you know, just to let you know, we may not be moving that fast. Let's uh, see what happens first, and then we can make some decisions. That was today. Markets went straight down on that. And then, of course, the bulls are like, well, maybe it doesn't mean it. Uh, Let's buy some more stock. I don't think it means it. They're kidding. It's almost like everybody's waiting for the Fed to take us down to the zero rate bound again. Zerp. Zero interest rate program, yeah. Policy, like if we ever see zero again, John, I don't be you, but I'm going to run for the hills. It means something's well, really it's gone not wrong. not negative, right? But I mean that—that that means something's really gone wrong. Yeah, uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, the European Central Bank was out, even though uh, everybody was all excited about you know the entire world and all the developed market central banks, you know. Saying, well, inflation's here. We're gonna gotta do something. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna bring up raise interest rates. And then once they get that leveled off, they're gonna start rolling it over. Well, they are out today saying, you know, not so fast here. They um they said they're gonna hold off on starting uh, on starting interest rate cuts uh during the whole of 2024. This was the governing council member Robert Holtzman, and he asked about those who are calling for the first rate cuts as soon as April. And uh, he said, "I'm afraid leaving Davos, those people will be deeply disappointed." <laughs> so I yes, don't know. Yes, they will. I, so I have a feeling there needs to be a little bit of a reset here. Now, ten-year bills came back over uh, over four percent, slightly. You remember they were as high as five, dipped down to three sixty or so, and now they're back up to four again, right in the middle of the range. But it seems to me that I can't imagine, even though there was a guy today, who was it, Kenneth Rogoff? Was that the guy? Or was it, I think it was Kenneth Rogoff. He, he, I I think he declared the fight for inflation has been won in the United States.
1: Oh, really? How does that work?
0: Well, because we just have a little bit of inflation now, and uh, so we're in good shape. Don't have to worry anymore. Prices are back to where they were? No, they're not. Oh, what do you mean? Isn't that what happens when there's no inflation? We just go back to where we were, like, before inflation started? You wish. <laughs> uh, so- That's
1: what they try to make you think happen, but then you go to the store or, or go buy some gas or you do anything, and you look at the price, it's like, wait a minute, I thought things were less inflation. But no, Yeah, less inflation, but inflation is cumulative. People, I like to always go on and on about this. So if something's at ten bucks and then you hit an inflation rate of ten percent, it goes to ten dollars and it's eleven dollars. Is now it costs eleven dollars, and inflation drops from ten percent to two percent. It's still going up, right?
0: I mean, you look at the dollar stores. I'm looking at prices right now. Let's see. it's going on dollar some random. Have
1: no dollar stuff anymore.
0: Dollar twenty five. A dollar tree. Everything's a dollar twenty five. Which, by the way, means, very simple math here, 25% over the dollar.
1: Yeah, 25% inflation at the dollar store.
0: Right? When does it end? When does it end? Oil and uh, gas. Prices for U.S. crude jumped as much as 4.5% last week before settling up only about 1%. After, once again, there were several tankers that were they were just diverted from the Red Sea. Overnight airstrikes. Another uh, Houthi strike today on a ship. They keep on striking stuff and nobody gets hurt. So that's...
1: Yeah, it's amazing. It's
0: remarkable. I don't... How do you... We also
1: took over a ship with the... landed on it with a chopper and they put a bunch of guys out and for some reason we just can't go over there and roust them. I don't know why. No. We can't. No. no.
0: Now, natural gas price, it was a weird thing that went on here with these LNG tankers that are on hold due to the Red Sea fear. Natural gas price shot up more than 400% for like a quick minute. Spot price of yeah. the key, Henry Hub for the long holiday weekend rose as high as $17 per million BTUs on Friday, trading in a range of 15 to 17. The company um, that compares with more than $3 for the most actively traded futures, which are delivered next month. So it was this weird phenomena that went on over the weekend.
1: Yeah. What was that all about?
0: Well, yeah, that terrible, terrible. Do you remember when? Global warming. Right. Well, do you remember when that whole thing went on in Texas that everybody got these crazy ass bills?
1: Yeah, there's the Texas does trade does trading within its system and yeah. it creates these situations.
0: Right. So and and you align yourself with one of them, and if you get you can get hit, it's it's a weird thing. It's like it's almost like a uh you have a selection, a checkbox selection of which energy company you want to use. Well, something happened there. They supposedly fixed that. I don't know if they did, but there was supposed to be a pretty cold weather snap in Texas and through. Of course, we saw. Look, what was the temperature of the uh, Dolphins game in Kansas City? Zero, wasn't it. It was negative twenty eight.
1: Oh, well, that—that's with wind chill though. It wasn't really. It was negative. still. I think
0: it was negative ten regular temperature. Negative twenty eight. Um, it's cold. You-
1: Coldest in history.
0: Cold, cold. Dolphins lost.
1: The Dolphins have never won a game in the in their history when the temperature was beneath forty.
0: You shouldn't be playing in that kind of temperature.
1: It's a football. You're supposed to be able to play in the rain and the snow. You know, everything except lightning.
0: Do you know? And what I it think must that's feel- only recently. How that must feel to be running down the field, getting hit by a big person and then falling on really hard, cold grass. That must be- frozen.
1: It's frozen turf.
0: Oh, that's got to be so painful. Seriously. I would
1: think, yeah. horrible. Yeah, I'd rather go back to Florida. Yeah. Just forfeit the game.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay, come on. We're not- What is the difference anyway at this point? All right, what else do we got here? Uh, Rate cuts. uh, We got that. Oil and gas. We talked about that. Bank earnings. Uh... Let me sum this whole giant thing up, if I may. It seems that net interest margin is shrinking a bit for many bank, bank, banks right now. As interest rates are moving around in the uh, inverted yield curve, we're seeing yeah. it, that that uh, the the net interest margin or the, the margin for the bank, what they kind of what they make, what, what they make on their money and their differentials between what they give out and what they keep or what they deposit and what they lend is uh, – is having big problems. Bank of America was lower than expected for bank uh, net interest margin was lower for Bank of America, uh, 79% lower than a year ago and lower uh, than that. So job cuts were also announced for many of these companies. Biggest issue though is probably, I would say, the one-off charges. These banks are now poning up for the uh, last March, the the the, the takeovers, take unders of, uh, you know, the the several banks that went under. Yeah. These big banks are now paying for it in the billions. Well. And they still go on. They still go on. EVs, Tesla's cutting car price in China. They also are doing, they're blaming, what are they blaming? They're blaming the Red Sea turmoil.
1: How does that work? They have factories in China. Mm, Well. And the Chinese make all the parts. In China, yes. What's the Red Sea got to do with anything going on in China regarding Tesla?
0: Thank you. You make too much sense, sir. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be allowed to even think about stock market items with the sense that you make.
1: I guess not.
0: So it's kind of weird. Uh, stock is down about twelve percent, about twelve percent for the year, and a lot of different stories coming out. Of course, there's always stories with. With Tesla. You know, you have to have Elon Musk once to twice a day or else the world isn't actually spinning on its axis.
1: Yeah, this is a fact.
0: <laughs> okay. So we saw the Hertz came out with something. They surprised everybody with uh, the idea that they're going to be selling about a third of their global electric v- vehicle fleet. Yeah. the uh, Stephen Sher said, uh, well, this is." I watched this live. I thought it was interesting. He said that um, we had these large purchase orders of Teslas and GMs. Um, we're, we're responding to reality, he said, which and we're we're trying to bring supply in with demand. The reality of EVs and Teslas being the best-selling car will at some point render the best rental car, but it's not yet. So we have been ahead of ourselves in the context of how quickly that will happen, but but he says it will be happening. They're going to be getting rid of uh, about 20,000 vehicles. Now, everybody was all up in arms about this, freaking out, why aren't they doing it? And he gave a lot of different things like, you know, a lot of people think that, Hey, I'm on vacation. Let's get a rental car. I never drove a Tesla. Let's see what it's all about. So people would get excited about that. But as soon as that wore off, I mean, maybe they didn't rent again. And then again, you have to think about, isn't this just part of what Hertz does anyway? Don't they buy cars? Rent oh, yeah, them for they, a while? They and move then sell a
1: them? lot of cars. I once, oh, I years ago when I was in, was a college just right after college. I'd, Bought a Hurst, Hurts, uh, sorry, Hurst, Hurts. Uh, you bought a Hurst, Hurst? I bought a Hurst Hurst. <laughs> <You bought one? laughs> so I bought a Hurts rental car that was a used uh, Mercury Cougar. Ah. And it was a nice car. It was, you know, it seemed like uh, I kept it for a long time, sold it to somebody years later, and it was uh, always a winner. Had a nice paint job put on it, Earl White.
0: You know, cars don't, it's not like that as much anymore. You know, cars are still expensive. New cars. Now I know this.
1: Yeah, you, you buy the most expensive cars you can find. No,
0: that's not the point. The point is I went back to the dealer because my car was coming up on its warranty time. And I said to them, look, I could either extend the warranty and keep this car that I bought out last year off lease, that I love this car, love it. Very low mileage mileage on it, and I really am comfortable with it. Or I could buy a new car. The general manager separately; these are all separate conversations. The 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 general manager, the sales guy, and the loan guy all told me you got to be nuts to buy a car. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Seriously? He said the price of the car you have right now is absurd for a new one of those, which is. Good for me in a way in terms of resale of my... But you got a car you like.
1: What, love what this you car. What you want to get rid of it for? Love this car. This car yeah, is well, everything. Yeah, well, you keep it until it starts
0: to fall apart. I know, Most and these,
1: get the warranty. I mean, I've got old Lexuses that I drive that are just one in particular. It's just like a new car.
0: Yeah, and, and I'll get the extended warranty. It's not that much money, fully refundable on a pro rata basis for the amount of time not used, and just cover myself. That's what I decided to do. I did decide to do that. I really do love this car. I mean, everything about the car, it doesn't look old at all because it's not. And it has, I think I have 28,000 miles after four years.
1: Oh, yeah. You can you keep that car for another four years. Yeah,
0: exactly. So. Uh,
1: Maybe longer.
0: Now, one of the things they said that it is possible to pick up a Tesla from Hertz at a relatively cheap price. I'll bet. All right, let's get to the story about uh, CES, the best of. According to Tom's guide, everybody, that's a good resource, Tom's guide. Tom's hardware
1: guy. Yeah, yeah, I think it's reasonably good.
0: Yep. Artificial intelligence, or we say AI, AI, you got to say AI. Startup Rabbit unveiled its R1, small r, R1, like maybe it's like R1, is it like R2D2 kind of thing, R1? R1 AI device at CES 2024, quickly becoming a show favorite and with within 48 hours sold out of two runs of 10,000 units which is a little weird by the way because if you go and you read everything they haven't really been produced necessarily you're on a waiting list so I'm not exactly sure what that means they're handheld mean thing they're handheld uh and it it's its own unit is that what we're calling it its own device right uh, whatever it is yeah. $199. 199 they may say what is it well, let me say something else. It's one hundred and ninety nine dollars, and there's no subscription fee, which I think is dumb. How do you make money on this what thing? Are you if it's subscribe to. If it's that good, there's no subscription fee. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what's yeah, going on. Yeah, but what are you to
1: subscribe to? What's there to subscribe to? It's a little standalone device that you talk to, and it talks back at you.
0: Well, no, but it's more than that. It does updates, and th- you can have updates, and you can have. You gotta admit yeah, that if updates, it is a
1: it doesn't cost uh, anything. You shouldn't so, be getting having to update. When I get my my phone, uh, like a, a uh, Android phone, it updates, and not charge me extra for the update.
0: But this is, uh I'm just saying, you know, you want to do a SaaS kind of model of some sort where you're gonna do uh, some kind of, you know, to, to keep it. It has these voice assistants, and so basically. You have voice assistance in a smartphone, right? This is, we didn't even tell other people what this is. It is, um, it's an AI that you can talk to taking complex requests, breaking it down into different tasks and performing those tasks on on your behalf.
1: Yeah. It doesn't do anything by the way, but it's a small, let's describe (laughs) it. It's a cute, it's a little, it looks like a. Size of a phone. Somebody looks like a phone somebody chopped in half in a square. And it's red and it's thick.
0: It's red or orange and has like a camera. looks like a and Zune. It's got a looks camera. Like it's, got a little,
1: it's got a little uh, Motorola thumb thing on the side, which was that device, the Blackberry, whatever it was. You had the thumb, little thumb thing you could wiggle.
0: Was that to scroll uh, or is that to, for for Scroll is a biometrics. scroller, yeah. Oh,
1: okay. I think it's a scroller. And then they have a camera that moves around supposedly and I, I just don't, it's one of these, what, who, who needs it kind of thing. I'm a little bit of a Luddite with this since I've put my phone away and it's been still, I still haven't got a phone for the, over a year now. Uh Cause it's like, I don't need to be looking at a screen constantly. There's other things to do and it doesn't, it hasn't done anything for, I'm not making money cause I have a phone. I, maybe you probably could use one cause you can follow some closely held stock that you want to Day trade, that mm-hmm. might come in handy, mm-hmm. but I don't have that need. So you're talking to a guy that's skeptical about these. this, and I will call it junk.
0: Well, one of the things that it is is the concept of what it does, not saying that this is a one-off or anything better than anybody else. I don't
1: believe it can book airline tickets. I don't <laughs> believe it can do any of this stuff with any accuracy without screwing up. It's supposed to book your tickets and find and get you a itineraries and get you hotel rooms and do all these things. Through the system, through its system, I like to call and, and do my own bookings. What is it? how much work is it? I have to yak at this thing, telling it how to book a hotel room and where I want to go, and specifically, and then it goes and does it. I could have done it myself in the same amount of time. You
0: could have, but what if there's a sale that you didn't know about or an area of town? Oh, you be think better it's gonna?
1: Oh, you know, yeah. Okay. And,
0: or for example, you want to maybe have five <laughs> people. This is one of the examples. You want to have five people meet. And be picked up by Ubers, and you want to meet at a certain time at a certain restaurant. You can kind of say, "Hey, I need my friend, John, you know, Larry and Harry and Barry and Stary. Uh, pick them all up at their homes, drive them to uh, El uh, Latina restaurant at six o'clock, please. Book it." Now you may say, uh, "Good luck. That's, luck." That's what Ever. I say. Well, the first the first point is whoever has that thing to do, like whoever <laughs> says, "Hey, you're in charge of all the Ubers." You know, it's not like something that happens.
1: Well, that's true. But yeah, it's an unlikely scenario.
0: Yeah.
1: So, but anyway, you got all jacked up about this. They get
0: jacked up. I sent it to you to look at. They said, "Let's talk about it." And then you came back with, you know, crap, junk. Is this? <laughs> is this? Is this a gag? What's this? You know, I'm like,
1: that's what I said. Is this an April Fool's <laughs> joke? <laughs> so what? I'm like, what? What?
0: You Let's just talk about like on the some, show. I just want to have some.
1: Fancy thing that was humped at CES that I'd never heard of.
0: Yeah, uh, Bitcoin ETF approved. Oh, that was interesting. You know, uh, with that fifteen percent reversal on Coinbase that day. Um, copyright infringement by Chat GPT. Do we? I don't know if we talked about that. Do, I think we did, didn't we? Uh, maybe we did. I, I feel like we did somehow. U.S. debt. U.S. Debt, uh, government ra- ran up another half a trillion dollars in red ink. In the first quarter of the fiscal year. Half a trillion, yeah. $500 billion. That goes that's inflation. For the October through December 2023 period, the budget deficit totaled just shy of 510 billion following a shortfall of 129 billion in just December alone. The jump in the deficit pushed total government debt past 34 trillion for the first time. And by the way, thank you for the Inflation Reduction Act.
1: Yeah, which had nothing to do with inflation or reduction of anything.
0: No, it was just a gift. It
1: was a gift to the people that had want to build windmills.
0: It was a total gift. And uh, the the idea that you can, the, the idea that we can give away so much money, the idea that we can actually say that we are calling together all these leaders into Biden's office to negotiate on the foreign aid bill when we can't, pay our own bills at home is just disgusting. What, what are we doing? Could you imagine? Our money away. Could you imagine being in charge of somebody's trust and just giving it away and leveraging it? And nobody, everybody thinks you're a great guy because you're giving away so much money.
1: Well, that's not happening.
0: Yep uh I don't know it, it, the whole thing doesn't seem very sustainable, does it?
1: no it's not you have to get another Bill Clinton in there to balance the budget and it was the combination of Bill Clinton and a Republican Congress Senate and House that made it work
0: do you know what it would take if you if you had a surplus of a trillion dollars? A trillion dollars. If you had a surplus of a trillion dollars uh, for the year, we still have 34 trillion of debt.
1: Yeah, I know you'd have to have it for the next 34 years. Just
0: to pay off the debt. Yeah. Uh, How how do you do that? Don't. If we stay at the current uh, pace right now, 2024 will end with a deficit of just over $2 trillion.
1: Yeah, that's just for the year.
0: We were nervous about the size of the deficit and the amount of debt outstanding, like fifteen years ago. Yeah, right after Clinton, when it when it when it went back up, and now I, I don't know. I guess we are in was modern monetary theory. We we're definitely entering that phase, don't you think?
1: Obviously, that's yeah. the only excuse you've got. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's just numbers.
0: Just numbers, figures don't lie, but liars always try to figure. That's what they said to me. And Mister, uh, what was his name? Mister. Cancroft in, ele- in 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 sixth grade used to say, "You need to con- assume control." And he used to have this weird motion with his hand. You need to assume control. Now he in was
1: sixth grade.
0: Yeah, he was like an old guy. He threw a desk at me one time, or a chair. It's a, a chair desk. At he threw a chair. One chair at me. Um, I can tell you some stories from school. <laughs> I was a bit of a wise-ass. Uh, Still are. Yeah. So uh, he would do that. And then Mr. Oh, Elger, he's dead, probably dead. But they all seem so old to me. They're probably only like 40 years old. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, God, that guy's freaking old, man. How old is he? Yeah, 40. Mr. Uh, uh, Elkhorn or something like that. He said, liars, figures never lie, but liars oh, Mr. Eckstein. Eckstein. Figures never lie, but liars always figure. I wasn't exactly sure what that meant to a few years later. He's <laughs> trying to teach us yeah. statistics. Um, what else do we have here? We had a couple of things on my list here. Inflation. Oh, oh, oh. So, you know, we talk about all this that's going on. We talk about the Fed and what they're gonna do, what they're not gonna do. We talk about uh, all the things of expectations. Of lower rates I don't know what you what you feel and what you see do you feel like inflation is under control or better yet do you feel like there's a bit of a cooling off in the economy that's very noticeable no I don't would you would would I would I be wrong to put words in your mouth to say that you actually see the economy is pretty strong still
1: uh, around here
0: yeah you see what's going on in Miami
1: the amount of,
0: the, oh, the amount of money spent. I go out to these dinners. I look around. I'm like, holy crap. At Pappy's, Pappy's Steak, the home of a thousand dollar steak.
1: That's interesting that you would bring that up because I remember during the dot com collapse when the economy definitely slowed down massively um, late 99, there were just a ton of hot restaurants all around San Francisco, uh, new ones. And there were, and everybody was packed. These restaurants were packed all the time. And then after the dot com collapse, they started folding left and right. I mean, it was noticeable and the restaurants were indicative of what was going on. You could go out and it's like, holy mackerel, this is something. So I think that's what you're experiencing. So that is a sign of things going well.
0: I guess I was just just invited to a uh, tasting night, a uh, Pappy Van Winkle tasting night.
1: With, with what is that going to cost to go to? A
0: thousand dollars. Oh, brother! I'm not going. No, it's too high. I go? It's I too far away. I'm not going.
1: You're gonna get. You can get a bottle of. <laughs> it's cheaper.
0: Well, the, the, yeah, there was, and then, and, and then, and then, um, I'll give you something else. I was at the Fort Lauderdale Food and Wine Festival this weekend and right. and uh one of the restaurant tours in the area took a, a a full area outside there was seventy restaurants there There was like forty liquor slash wine slash spirits vendor there too yeah. so it was pretty good. I got these VIP tickets so you get in an hour beforehand so you can actually go and eat before the crowds come and uh Uh-oh. I walked up to one of the areas and I'm like, what are you doing? They were doing caviar bumps and high end tequila. So you put your hand out and kind of, uh, in a fist, you make a fist and you put your, like, you're about to punch somebody that, what is that? You know, straight up and down your, 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 your hand. Yeah. So, so you make a little circle on top. Can you imagine what I'm saying There's a hole there? Yeah. But right to the edge of it, it was where your um, Wrist makes a little table area, kind of, right? So they p- plop a giant clump of caviar on that. And they give you a shot of tequila. And you're suck- sucking down this caviar. It's like the salt. Yeah, you like salt. You would have salt, salt exactly. to eat and a lime. Exactly. Now, you're probably going to ask me what the caviar was, right? Well,
1: I'm assuming it was. Some, I'm, no, I'm not going to ask. Not going to ask. Mean, it, 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 was it good?
0: It was. Me, the,
1: it wasn't Beluga. They're not going to waste that much money. Probably sure Ocetra.
0: I will tell you in a second. Because Here, I have, I can read it. It says Sasanian. I don't know what it is. Oh, here it goes. It's it doesn't say Sasan, Sasanian. Sasanian caviar. What grade? I don't know. It was, it was, it was a little bit, it, it was beautiful. I don't have it. it just, okay, uh, so it's
1: some Iranian, probably, caviar. It's, it's a big, great. big,
0: big, big tin. Oh, what's this say?
1: Big giant tin.
0: Imperial caviar bump. So it was an imperial caviar.
1: Yeah. No, With uh, chilled
0: really Casamigo Resposado tequila.
1: Yeah. And, Reposado.
0: And by the way, I had a few of those. Just to let you know, <laughs> it was there. I'm like, you what, you're giving them out? Well, I'll take I bet you it.
1: would. Sure. I mean, I love caviar, but, <laughs> yeah, I'll Repos- so, but I wouldn't. You know, I'm surprised they didn't have a nejo. So they're they're cutting. So this, yeah, they're I cut the corner think on is. that. Another double, another double
0: nejo. So maybe the economy isn't as good as we thought.
1: Okay. <laughs> <Reposados>, <laughs> it can There's
0: no. some good Reposados out there. I mean, you know the.
1: Oh yeah. Well, sure there are. The, you, there's definitely. I can argue Reposados. about Reposados versus nejos, but yeah. If given a choice. Like I said, let them
0: eat sti- stimulus, John. Michin oh. Davos. Let's go to the let's let, let's go to the game. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk, as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz Company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplug.com and see all the names we discussed in this segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Yep. Well, I'd like to say that, generally speaking, I'm killing you. Yeah, you are right now. (laughs) That won't last. That won't last. You'll get your No, it's a cycle. Comes and goes. Yeah, exactly. So I don't have any names for this week, but there is a suggestion from the chat room, which I don't know if it's a good idea yet, uh, but it's Spirit Airlines after JetBlue and Spirit Airlines deal was kiboshed.
1: uh, That's already taken a huge hit.
0: Down 47% today.
1: Yeah, it's too much. It's not going to go any further. I, 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 you were thinking of it as, a, as, a, as the dead cat bounce? Yeah, that's the only possibility. Oh, yeah. That might be it's not doing not it. not a bad not idea. Not doing it. Well, I'm going to go with two shorts.
0: Two shorts. Wow.
1: Yeah, I'm okay. I'm looking at what I picked recently. If I'd shorted them instead, I'd be in better shape.
0: Oh. Let's, uh, let me so
1: I'm see. thinking, wait a minute, maybe the short time is back. The shortest time between short cycles. What do you got? Boeing.
0: Oh, boy. B-A, got it. And what's the other one? That was down 7.89% today. Woo! That's Apple. Yeah, that I like. You don't like Boeing? I I do like like Apple better than Boeing. Uh, I I think Apple has just been holding up way too long, too obnoxiously long. And... Boeing, the only thing is if they fix stuff it could it could, you know, ramp up. Yeah, but- I think
1: it's endemic. I think they got a problem. They do have a problem. Uh, I agree with that. Their problem is their General Electric CEO. These guys, the last two CEOs from General Electric, the the home of the stacked ranking, uh, uh incompetent uh executive uh divisions that were killed by Jack Welch, you know, who turns out to be uh, uh, probably not the best Example of a, the way Americans should run companies. Um, and I just don't, I think they're, they're, and they're toxic. They're toxic people and they are in Boeing, they're running it. And that's no good.
0: I think also, so you're going to put toxic management. Yeah, there you go. And then what do you got for Apple?
1: Uh, Apple, uh, wishful thinking.
0: So the thing is that that what, what I'm uh, – about Boeing, what I think is interesting, and I do agree with you to a point about management, is it looks like they've really prioritized profitability over safety. And that's a problem for airlines. That's a big problem.
1: Yeah, I would say it's a really a massive problem for for a manufacturer of a product that needs to be super safe.
0: Right. It's not like we're dealing with a quasi – you know, concerning issue like uh like, like like a skateboard that maybe they didn't screw the wheels in so great and you fall, you get a little bruised, okay, fine. That's not what we're talking about.
1: No, we're not. No, this is a look a little higher level than skateboards.
0: Right, right. right. The pogo stick maker, you know, the, the 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 spring isn't as tight as it should be. And it, you know, there's some problems. This is a whole different doors ripping off, windows, you know, opening up. Uh, You know Nuts Spinning loose
1: <laughs> Loose nuts It's
0: just stupid
1: It's really bad
0: yeah. I like it I like it Alright we'll put that on the game Alright good And uh, it is now uh, Time for us to say goodbye So I will Alright uh, I'll
1: talk to you next Tuesday See you
0: next Tuesday sir. See
1: ya Adios Alright bye
0: You've been listening in On a conversation with John C. Dvorak And Andrew Horowitz Hope to be with you again soon
1: Bye bye Now I'm not broke, but badly bent I'm not down to my last cent Cause I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill (laughs) Yes, sir In my pockets, there's a debt All my dough is nearly spent But I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint I feel like a men. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care, no millionaire can give me the Isis stack because I got a dollar, my last dollar bill.
0: Horowitz Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida, and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.